Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Edit audio. When I first met my wife, Mary, I was, you know, a little bit broken. I am not going to lie. I didn't have a childhood that, you know, necessarily lent itself to being trusting in relationships. I mean, who did, right? But at this time, you know, when I met Mary, I had done just enough self-help type work so that Mary could show up. And we started dating, and I had a deep feeling that she was the one, right? I knew it. However, I was so scared You know, on some of our early dates, I found myself disconnected, not talking, sometimes even just like a little bit mad for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Thankfully, Mary was also kind of broken. She had little or no idea of her actual value or worth. And let me just say, Mary is way better than I deserve. I think we all know that. And because of that, when I went silent, Mary thought to herself, oh, she just doesn't feel like talking today. And she hung in there with me. She just never left. So you know how it ends. She's my wife now. We got some kids. We got a life. We both look back at our patterns from our childhood, mine that didn't want me to let anyone in or nobody too close, hers, a broken picker drawn to folks who don't communicate because that's how she was raised. But here's what I say today, having now come to the other side-ish, because I kind of think no one's ever really fixed. Thank God, thank Buddha or whomever you think is running the show, that Mary was just too naive to see my attempts to push her away. And if not, I might very well be Robin still single, still longing to let someone in and still wanting to be loved. So thanks, Mary. Hello, everyone. I'm Robin Hopkins, and this is Well Adjusting, where I talk to people about life stuff, but not in an NPR way. It's more like we're at the bar, having cocktails, getting into your business sort of way. It's it's giving drunk NPR. Oh, and producer Steph is here too. Hello. Today we chat, well, tearing down those walls and letting someone in. Hey folks, I am so excited for today's chat with my pal Susan. Susan is a powerhouse marketing exec with a love for travel And she has accomplished so much despite a childhood that was, you know, in her own words, not so stellar. Sound familiar? Uh Uh-huh. As a result, she built up some walls to protect herself. And now she finds herself in a place where she is struggling to let someone in. Fortunately, 
She's letting us into this convo, and we are going to talk about it all. So without further ado, let's get into it. My name is Susan. I am the head of marketing for a major publisher, and I am 48 years old. I am fabulous. (laughs) I look like I'm 27. I make a lot of money. I don't have kids, so I do whatever I want, whenever I want. And I am really content. However, it seems to be such a mystery for people when they ask me why I don't have a boyfriend. Like there's something wrong with a single woman. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because it's like when we talked, we put a call out for season two and you were like, I want to do it, Tramp, which by the way, for our listeners, we call each other Tramp. Tramp. So anyway, you did mention the whole like, like I I heard like a a dovetail of a thing there. There was on the one side, you were like, I'm I'm killing it. And the only area I don't feel like I'm doing well in is is men because you don't suffer. uh, You got plenty of confidence, as I think we heard in your intro. And then on the other side, you're like, there's also this feeling of like, I don't want, like, I don't have to have someone. So like both things are happening for you, right? Correct. Correct. So I would like to have more intimate relationships. Now, whether this is me becoming more mature, becoming more self-aware of myself, I know. (laughs) Maybe you should edit that part out. I don't want people knowing that about me. Uh, (laughs) Or being isolated during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, and like the lack of going into an office and interacting with people and also just realizing like, God, it'd be so nice if I had like somebody to help me make decisions. I make this, I make decisions all day long. I make decisions for myself. I make decisions for my department. I make decisions on behalf of a company, like really big revenue generating decisions. It would be nice to have somebody take on the burden of the decision making. Mm. That's an interesting reason to want a relationship. Well, it would be nice just to have um, not Is to it companionship that you're looking well, for. Well, yes, because I mean, you travel a lot. Would you want someone to be traveling with you? Well, or? it depends. I do like to travel by myself because then I do whatever I want. <laughs> you're like I feel like you want like a Tuesday Thursday setup. Like you want somebody who comes over on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And you want you want to know they're there. You want to know that it, you can call for decisions, but you don't necessarily want them in your life all the time. Well, I don't know. Is that fair or is that not fair? Let's see. I got out of a serious relationship like it's almost been almost five years ago. And people don't know. I, I am not public with like my love life. I was dating a guy for about almost three years who was on the production crew of one of my shows and nobody knew. Oh, But there were some reasons why nobody knew, but also like I wasn't, I wasn't public with it. Like he wasn't really public with it. And like when people found out, they were like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. I'm like, just because I'm not talking about it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I'm just not one of those people that are like, oh, here's an Instagram photo of me and my boyfriends. (laughs) That's just not me. But he lived in LA. Like he was on location a lot. Like he he was production crew for one of one of the shows that I worked on. And I basically have not had a relationship with somebody in New York City 
that like lived close to me since 2002. Well, I think a really important question or distinction that we need to make here is there's societal pressures, right? But then there's also like what you want. So like, I guess the best way to say it is like, is that a problem? What part of it is an issue and what part of it is just like everyone can go fuck themselves. I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. So my childhood wasn't the best. Right. I'm you familiar know, with this. You know about that. And, you know, I've built a fortress around myself. If I were a character in Game of Thrones, I would be the wall. Yeah. Because it's interesting. The word that you you chose was you wanted to bring an in intimacy. You didn't say I want a partner. You said you wanted intimacy. And I I know I'm very tough to to break through. Um, and that's me. That's that's how I cope. That's how I survived my childhood. And you know, it doesn't work for me really when I'm an adult. But like I reckon I'm self aware, right? And I recognize it. Whereas before, I didn't until like I you know yeah. really started to go to therapy to talk about my anxiety issues. And that's when everything yeah. else kind of came up. Um, I need to feel safe with somebody. Like I want somebody who is going to be my safe place, but also my biggest adventure. Oh, that's such a nice way to say that. So they, I want them to be have a safe space where I can be myself um, and feel protected. And with that comes consistency. People aren't consistent anymore. Right. Well, but I mean, I'm struck by the fact that you're choosing people across the country. I mean, nothing says you can come in a little more than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing too is like, I, I don't chase, I attract. Oh, when I say that, Ooh. I don't go looking for a relationship. Like it kind of just falls in my lap. It's the exact opposite of my entire dating career. I don't go like, like anyone. Is and, and this thing I'm, on? Yeah. Like I've never. <laughs> actively looked for a boyfriend like usually i would just meet somebody and it would develop are you choosy from there. about who's coming through like if let's say five men are coming up to you are are you going out with all five of them just because they approached you or are you like no maybe one of those five like are you choosy are you looking for oh i, I won't go out with anybody that approached me i don't like strangers so then how are you meeting anybody here's the thing here's the thing so i actually had to look this up to see if this was a real thing but it's called uh, She's got notes, everybody. It's I have the notes. best. I was like, you can't answer these wrong. It's about you. <laughs> so I don't know if this is me, my genetic makeup, or if it's because of my trust issues. But there's a term for it called demisexuality. And it's a sexual orientation in which a person feels sexually attracted to someone after they've developed a close emotional bond with them. It doesn't guarantee a person will feel a sexual attraction but like that bond is needed before right so, so you, you can't date anybody that you don't already feel don't, close with i don't date strangers i'm not even interested like so there's I've, no internet dating for you that's never well happening. first of all i'm not going to contribute to the pussy affluenza <laughs> which is the pandemic in this country because of these dating apps and men that feel like they're entitled to like have sex with a woman on a dating app because all it does is perpetrate the bro culture unlike what men are entitled to. So I won't do that. I don't think I've ever heard that uh, brought up about the dating apps before. I it's, mean, we're both gay, so yeah, they're a bit true. different. That's true also. <laughs> so, so there's that. I'm just going to say <laughs> Thank that. you, Producer Steph, for pointing out that obvious. Thank you. Well, yeah, I think dating apps have really desensitized people 
In what way? In what a relationship should be and like the emotional connection and like the intimacy that comes with it. Like you think it's more it's more like grinder. That's the more the mentality behind it of well, like we're probably gonna have sex and I just Yeah. Like I feel like whenever I've like gone on the the apps and I actually have never I think the only time I ever actually went out with somebody on a dating app is when they first started. So this was probably like two thousand and four. And I went to dinner with this guy who had a what well, he was he was in publishing and one of his books was on the New York Times bestseller list and all he could talk about was his ex girlfriend. Oh God! <laughs> you were like, yeah, no, thank I'm like, you. I'm too pretty for this. <laughs> but like, I've tried them because I have friends that do the apps and I'm like, I I think they're so brave to actually put themselves yeah. out there. But I get messages like, send me a picture of your feet. Wow. Um, the dick pics. Yeah. I mean that, yeah. It's such like how are what do you? It's men, almost like they're just like, like throwing it out there to see what sticks, and then maybe they'll yeah. they'll get a girl they get to bang. Okay, wait. So I've taken us off track. Let's I know, come. I've come totally, back. I've totally no, been off track. No, I love it. It's good. This is how it goes. But like, let's come back to what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. Um, you know, I've never wanted children, mm-hmm. so I've never really made dating a full time job trying to find a baby daddy trying to find a husband to yeah. have children with. That's interesting. Like if you know you don't want to have kids and then you com- you combine that with maybe a little bit of like a protection mechanism from your childhood and then boom, you only date yeah. men from Los Angeles. But now there is a thing because of the pandemic that has come up of wanting something. I want something. I do. I want to have intimacy. I want to have like great conversation, but I also want to be able to spend time with somebody and like, not talk either. Like there's an intimacy with that. Yeah. Um, but it's difficult because I, first of all, I used to chase emotionally unavailable men. And yeah. that could have been what, you know, growing up. I did and, that too, but it wasn't yeah. men, but I chose really emotionally unavailable yeah. people. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to fix them. But oh, I didn't God, think I was them, fixing fix them. them. I wasn't thinking about fixing them. I was just like, if I can get them to maybe make me a priority like because I didn't I was not the priority right in in growing up so I realized when I was doing that and I was just like you know I'm not making excuses for emotionally unavailable men or not like if they're interested they will take action I've dated guys that were you know they they said the right things but their actions sure but do you have an understanding today of why you did that oh yes you base your relationships around what you see growing up. Yep. Like my parents were not uh, affectionate at all. My dad didn't make us a priority. Yeah. We were not the, his priority. His priority was his own interests. Everything revolved around him and his own interests. Like I couldn't even play sports. Like they didn't put me in like sports as a kid because – I had to go with them to car shows or to go with them to visit my grandparents. Like I wasn't, it wasn't about me. You were me. just in their life. I was in their them, life. them raising right. you. Which I think, you know, if you're going to adopt a child, you should really think about why you're adopting a child. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do, you, do you also think it's possible that choosing unavailable people could be about then you don't have to let someone in? If you choose someone who's unavailable, I mean, I was a queen of that. Yeah. Because as soon as I broke them and they became available, I'd be like, well, now it's too late. Yeah. And then I would leave. I'd be like, well, you've, 
I wish you had done this from the start. Meanwhile, no, I didn't. Yeah. Like I was just, I could, I don't, I wasn't ready to let anybody in. Definitely in my twenties. Definitely in my twenties. I mean, now I, I'm very picky with who I let in. I'm not just going to let anybody in because my time is the most valuable thing I own. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I'm at a point where like, yeah, I don't, trust people i got to know have to know people first before they come come part of my inner circle but also because like my time is very valuable so i'm not just going to waste it on anybody i especially value my time the older i get i think to a certain extent the idea that you have to know them prior to is a little bit of a setup like i think it's another way of not being open i'm just not attracted to somebody i've just met well and i'm not saying you have to be but I think you know what you want. Like you, I think you've done a really good job of articulating the companionship and the, the what the partnership would look like. But like, what are you willing to do? I mean, and that's another question. Like you have never ever had to be active and go out and look or try. Are you willing to step in to, to change things at all? Do you want to? Or are you just like, I'm going to keep it the way it is? I mean, I think that's a really important question. I'm okay. I, let's see. Guys that I've dated have been school, you know, you sure, meet them for sure. school, wherever. Work. Mm-hmm. We both know how that goes. Not so well. No. Um, maybe a friend of a friend's or part of some type of inner circle for me. Mm-hmm. Like I need to have some type of like common, common ground. Mm-hmm. But there's things me. you can do to bring that into your life. To have someone show could, up, like, like you through know, interest or act, but it's just, I, I'm not sure if you want to do that. That's why well, I'm. It's tough too, because a lot of people, you know, guys my age are married. Yeah. I could go out to a bar tonight and I'm sure I could meet some 25 year olds. Yeah. But a 25 year old isn't going to have like emotional awareness that I'm looking for at this <laughs> age, at, at my age and where I'm They're just where not going to be in the same like places in your life. They're not. And I used to love dating younger men because they had no baggage Ooh, that's interesting you know they just wanted to have fun but like you know i i need to have a partner that realizes how their emotional history impacts the way that they show up in a relationship you know they don't have to be perfect but they need to have enough self-awareness to see when the past is getting in the way of loving me correctly and i think uh a lot of people don't sometimes they're they're maybe not self-aware or they are not willing to do the work and like again like i don't need them to be perfect but like i'm on a path to growing and be a better person every day that's just it that's what i was just thinking yeah and i need somebody that wants to be a better person for themselves too because none of us are perfect all of us can like i mean except us work on us right now yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean physically perfect (laughs) um but it's you have to be up to the same things. Yes. I'm just wondering because it sounds like you have like an idea of what you could envision about a partner being in your life, like what that looks like, like what you do together kind of thing. Yes. But what like qualities would you want in a person? Consistency. I mean, consistency is so underrated. Say more about that. Like what does that look like in a in a relationship? Consistency is just a regular emotional presence and an engagement. So you don't want someone who's life. hot and cold. You don't want someone who's, you know. I, yeah, like. Available you, and then suddenly not available. What if they're consistently hot and cold? <laughs> <laughs> Show me who you are and be that person. Yeah. You know, don't introduce me to a vibe that you cannot maintain. Yeah. 
I'm tired of doubting whether people are coming and going. I don't jump into relationships very quickly. It takes me a long time. Actually, I dated a guy years ago in college, and he had said to me, not in college, but like it's kind of recently that like I was a challenge. Yeah. He was interested because I was a challenge. And I was like, well, that number one, that sucks. It definitely that makes, sucks. So you didn't like me. You like the challenge and like what it did to your ego when you broke through. But like I was a challenge because like I have a fortress around me because of really bad shit that happened yeah. to me. I just keep feeling like for someone to show up, you might actually have to let the door down a little bit. I'm tr- I you know? am trying. I am trying and I'm learning to kind of how to um, pick up red flags better. Yes. You and know? some of them from you. Yeah. Like I'm doing that thing I always do. Yeah. Or like, you know, maybe like be a better judge of character. Yeah. And I think it's easier for me too to like be interested in guys that I've, I know, like I've been friends with because like I know – if they're a good person or if they're not. Right. And then I'm able to like develop like that attraction right. to them. But I mean, look at the look at the parallel of you said your dad didn't pay attention to you. I mean, it's like in a way there's that familiar feeling of like, oh, I know this. And it gets I think it gets really confusing because this is a person who's supposed to love you. So right. then you walk away going, that's what right. love is and that's what and then you are drawn to yeah. that that same energy until you try it. Yeah. yeah. Trying to like pull whatever Make your dad love, love you. I yes. can out of an emotionally unavailable. Yeah. And if person. I can do that, then maybe that will mean I'm okay. And maybe that will mean I'm I'm worthy. Yeah. 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 But I do think, and it's the most like um counterintuitive thought anyway, but you will actually have to let your guard down to let someone in. Yes. Before. And that's hard. But you know, and and part of that is learning how to take care of myself when I've been hurt, like how to recover, which is a skill. Like all these are all skills you learn when you're kids and you don't you don't know at the time you're a kid. But maybe now, like after, you know, a breakup, I call on my friends more Mm -hmm. to get out. Or like what can I do like instead of sit alone by myself and just think about it over and over and over again. Like, I'm getting better with how to move on. Yeah. Are you able to ask for help? Like, are you able to call your friends and be like, can we go out? I, like, need that from you right now. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And you said you're in therapy. I am. I'm in therapy. I I started therapy actually because I had anxiety, and which comes to find out is genetic. Um, Since you've gotten in touch with your biological family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't go to therapy because... I had like a specific issue in my past. It was like I was having anxiety. I was having panic attacks. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Um, But then also, you know, in finding my biological family, um, you know, I met my biological father and he is, this is how I get my temperament. He is, first of all, he was a rock star. Ah, ah. He was a rock star. He was in a band. By the way, how often, like, that's the kind of thing you, when you're adopted, you you hope, like, maybe they're, like, a famous, and then you find your dad, and he actually is a rock star. Yeah. That's which hilarious. explains so much. Really does. About me. Really does. But he is very sensitive, and I am very sensitive. And yeah. I did not know this until I went to therapy, but sensitivity is a genetic trait. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was little, like, my parents would be so mean, and I, I would cry all the time, and they would say don't be so sensitive. Like how, you say that to a three-year-old. Like, yeah. and that was part of me building up my wall. I was like, okay, don't be so sensitive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shut everything out. 
instead, like they hindsight is twenty twenty, but like they should have been like, oh, this child doesn't have our DNA. Like she might be different from yeah. us. Let's nurture what characteristics like she has. Let's yeah. you know. I do think that there are all these pieces yes. from the way we're raised of what we see in terms of relationship of how we guard ourselves. And right. then like that saved you, you're guarding. But now it's like you don't have the ability to, to it, like I'm getting a visual of like, you know, in like limousines when you push the button and it's like beep and the window goes uh-huh. like up so you don't see the driver. Like you don't have the button. You just have the wall that you built. Yeah. Like you, you need to install the button so that the beep, so the mirror can come down and you can go, hi, I'm Susan. But without that, you're just going around like punching people in the face before they'll punch you. Oh, yeah. Well, my yes, my defenses are up. I'm always on the defense. But I feel like you're just like right on the verge of letting someone in. I am. But also, here's another thing. There's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why I am still single. It's fortress around me. In fact, I didn't want to have kids. So I didn't make relationships a priority or dating a priority. Like um, at my age, I need to have somebody that can bring something into my life that I can't provide for myself. I can provide for, I mean, I could buy myself whatever I want. I don't need somebody to pay my rent. I don't need somebody to buy my comic books for me. I could provide everything that I require. And that's another reason why my standards are really high. So you're, you're coming in guarded. You're coming in, I got it. I don't need you to do this. I don't need you to do that. I'm doing all that. Just be here for me when I want yeah. you. So it's like, you do have to recognize that none of that sounds wildly open. Right. If, and I'm I mean, sure if we're it's not very it romantic there. either. So it's like, okay. We're not hearing like, a lot of romance in what you're saying. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of, I want a business partner. I want someone to join my LLC. I do want a business partner. <laughs> Who sometimes we have sex. I just, I'm so fixated on this, but like, what is the thing that you want? Like, what is the thing that the person can provide? Right now we're talking about like all the stuff you don't need. Mm -hmm. But like, what, Mm. what do you want? Like, what do you need? What could someone bring to the table that you'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. A companionship. Like, I do want to have my own family, a family on my own terms that works for me. You know, my parents are, are older and when they go... I I'm it. Yeah. And I would like to have somebody to be my You want your person. I want my person. Um but at the same time I oh, can see myself She came right around. Did you hear that? She came right in. She came right around. See, you heard that stuff. But yeah, at the same time I could see myself being like I'm going to Paris but and I'm just going to I be think wild we and have free. well established that you can do it on your own that you, there are many things that you like that are yours and you want them to be yours. But what's not so well established is how you're going to let someone in to help. Because if you keep, if you, if, if all of your language is, I have it, I got it. And you don't have the button installed to bring the glass down. I don't know what room there is for anyone to come in. Um, so I should let them, what should I let them do? Like, Pretend that they pretend that they're taking care of me when I'm taking care of myself. No, but I just I think there's room for partnership in some things. I don't know how to. Yes. Yes. I don't say I don't know how to do that because I think that when I am in the relationship, like after I let somebody get past that point of like, okay, you're in my inner circle now. I'm a good partner. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I 
don't assume that they could read my mind. I'm very, you know, if I say like, hey, like I need more of this from you or I need less of this from you or like I'd like you to do this or whatever. And it's just, I feel like I'm good that way. Um, You know what's yeah. funny though, Tramp, is that if you were <laughs> to- Tramp in this situation. <laughs> if you were to let somebody in, if you were to let somebody in in the earlier stages, and I'm not saying like bring the whole fucking wall down and just be like, here's my credit cards. No, I'm just saying yeah. like, if you just brought it in enough so that someone, so you could start to get to know somebody. Yeah. If it goes south, the breakup's going to hurt a lot less because you really just are just in that beginning stages of things. Yeah. So it is, you have to find a way to safely, for you, let the wall down some. Because I think if your criteria is the only way I'm willing to meet someone is I must know them, then well, then that's going to be pretty darn hard. Like, I think you have to be willing to be like, all right, I I love traveling, so I'm going to do some travel groups, and maybe there'll be someone who's int- like you have a similar, um, like something that you love, a hobby or whatever, and then you get to know each other that way. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Robin always says, like, you put it in the universe and the universe responds, which, like... Did you hear how Steph doesn't believe what I say? I I don't know if I believe it, but I do believe that you have to, like, admit to yourself when you want something. And you're partially admitting it. Yeah, but I feel like there's a fear associated with telling yourself that you you need a partner. Because it's not that you need one, you want one. I wish this was video and people could see the face Susan just made. But I don't know that you could sit, like, even when we're like, you know, what do you want? You're like, well, I want this, but do I want, you know, like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's, there's, you're more open than I've heard you in the past, but I think there needs to be an acknowledgement that the closed sign is still in the window. Yes. Well, no, let's just say, let me, let's just say (laughs) my hours of business have opened more. Yes. You have extended business hours. Extended business hours, however. You're on lunch break a lot. You're doing like Spanish siesta. Yes. Like you are, you know, 12 to 2, you're unavailable. Yes. There's a lot of times when the store is closed. It is, yes. First of all, I don't need anybody. You've made that very clear. If somebody's going to come into my life, they're bringing value. They're bringing something but into it- my life. But, oh, okay, here's the thing. I don't know if I wanted enough to like go out and make it happen. I wake up in the morning. I start working. Like I'm working, working, working. And then after work, I'll eat something and I'll go to the gym. By the time I get home from the gym, it's like maybe 9, 9.30. And then I have about an hour to myself. Or, I, I, or I'll have an event. Like I'll go to a show or something, whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. 
I don't have a lot of time to put into. Well, your priorities dating. might change. My priority is work. Right. I mean, look, at the end of the day, like work comes first. I have to, I have to make a living, like living indoors and eating three times a day is habit forming. Like I need to continue doing that. Yeah. So, but I think you're proving, you're proving the point of what the real issue is, is like right now you're just kind of like sort of putting it out there, but you are going to have to really be willing to say, I would like this in my life. And then if you want it to show up, you'd have to make some changes. It's totally fine if you don't, but you have to get that there's a, there's a trade-off here. If you stay closed, people can't come in. It is really just that simple. If you open, someone can come in. And it can be on your terms, but I think there has to be a willingness to give up this leading with, I've got it, I can do it by myself. Because I, I mean, we're not dating, Susan, but if you came in with that, I'd be like, well, I don't think she really actually wanted to go on this date. And then I wouldn't call back. Well, I probably would have because I was fucked up. <laughs> Susan girl another call she seemed interesting <laughs> I can fix her but you understand what I'm saying yes yes because you're circling yeah. it you're circling it and circling it I don't but, you, but just to be clear you wanted to talk about this there is a part of you that wants this there's just somebody that's so scared to do it I wanted to go to Wegmans with you <laughs> we're gonna go to Wegmans after this <laughs> I know I know I don't know I don't <laughs> I don't know if I want I, I yes, I do and I I do and I don't. But is the part of you that doesn't fear based? Probably. Yes. Yes, because I You've I I, I didn't grow up yeah, I've been hurt. I didn't grow up with parents that had a relationship that I wanted to emulate. Oh, 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 here it oh, comes, here got, it comes. She's got a big thought. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. We're ready. I believe that the most important thing a woman could have is her financial independence. Mm-hmm. Retweet. And that is from from your childhood. From my childhood. Yeah. So that is a reason why I am so like money driven. Yeah. But then you're in the past though. You get that, right? You're not living in the present. You are living in the past and you are back in your childhood when you're doing that. Because that's not happening any longer. But it's my free. It's my my free. My independence is my most. It's it's the most important thing I have. But you can see you're triggered though, right? Because it's what you're saying is not logical. It is in the sense that it makes sense that this is why you would feel this way. But you have your own financial independence. There are many relationships where people never commingle their finances. I'm speaking logic, and you're speaking fear. Yeah. Yeah, my independence is is everything to me. Yeah, yeah. Everything. And it makes sense that it would be. Yeah. And, so, But you don't have to give that up to be with someone. I think that's what I have to reconcile. Yeah. I want you to put like a little sticky note on your mirror or something that says like, I have built this and I'm safe. Yeah. Because regardless of like who comes into your life, you can leave. You have the, you have the fortress. You built the fortress. You're financially secure. You have a job. You have friends. You have apartment. Like you're fine. But like you have to believe that you're fine in order to like let yeah. someone in and not. Because when that stuff is coming up, that's a really great point, Steph. Like when that stuff is coming up, you don't feel safe. But you are safe. I never had safety. 
my childhood was not safe. I did not have safety at home and I have safety in my, with my, with my family. So it's, it's not just in relationships where it's like, I have to, it's, it's, it's in life. It's general. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like just learning that, like, I'm, I'm safe. Like I'm you are safe. safe now, but like, I never feel safe. Yeah. But you, you, you couldn't even say I'm safe without going into the butt. Like that is your, that's your embrace is that I'm safe now. Uh, like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, growing up, I, I didn't know what mood my parents were going to be in. It was like walking on eggshells constantly. I mean, you know, as a child, like that's horrible. Like, God, no wonder I had anxiety yeah. as a kid. Well, and you didn't have another sibling to lean into. It yeah. was just you and you were just there. And when you're that age, again, the great Patricia had said, you have to make yourself wrong because they're your parents. And if you make them wrong as a kid, you'll feel unsafe. Yeah. So you you make yourself the one who's wrong or bad or or you shut down. Like if I'm in a relationship or I when I used to be, I don't do this now, but and I things weren't going the way I liked it, I would start I would start getting my things back from them. Oh yeah. Like before and start putting it in like bags or taking it back to my apartment because I knew I was gonna step out. So I'd get I all mean, my things back. It's a big deal that you actually left things. Yeah. Yeah. I never did. I've never like kept things at someone's apartment. Yeah. These are all little things that you could do that's growth if and when you are open. That's that. And that, that goes back to the original point at the top of this interview is you don't have to do any of this, Susan. You don't. It's really, it's what do you want? If you want to be with someone, you're probably going to have to, and you want it to be a healthy relationship, you are going to have to drop some walls and stuff. But you have done perfectly well until a global pandemic came up, then you were like, well, shit, I don't love this. But you could continue on and you could have people that come in and out. And and that would be okay. It's just if you want more, you you may have to be more vulnerable. Yeah, that's the tough part. Yeah. But I want you to feel safe in your life for you. Yes. Not to let someone else in. I think that will come. But like, I want that for you. And I'm sure you want that for yourself. That's a really great point. It really is. Hey, y'all, I have a question for you. Have you been listening to Well Adjusting and secretly or maybe not so secretly thinking, geez, I have a problem, and I bet Robin and producer Steph might actually be able to help me make some headway. Now, if that's the case, I have to tell you, this is your sign from the universe to reach out to us about being on Well Adjusting. I'm telling you, it is a sign. Get in touch. It's so simple. Just email us at hello at editodd.io, or you can hit me up on the socials. I'm at at RealRobHops on all the platforms. And I have to tell you, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on the show. What is it that you are waiting for? Hit us up. Let's solve the world's problems. No, okay, that, that bar is way too high. Let's, let's just have some laughs and, and get into it. We're going to all feel better for doing so, I swear. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is that I always get, why are you single? The thing, like, there's nothing wrong with somebody if they're not in a relationship. Yes. But at the same time, too, it's like you got to understand, like, when somebody's been single for so long, they're in their comfort zone. Like, whoever comes into my life now is competing with my comfort zones. I think instead of, like, it competing with your comfort, maybe it's, like, it's adding something. You know, like, reframing it in your mind to be like, okay, like... Maybe I'm going to the gym an hour later, but like I also got to snuggle and that's good for yeah. my body and my mind. Yeah. Like, look, there's times I wake up in the morning and be like, God, it'd be nice to have somebody make the coffee. It'd be nice somebody to be like, let's go and have breakfast at a diner. So I'm not sitting there being like, should I uh, make breakfast? Should I go to Dunkin'? Should I have Seamless deliver? Like, but like it's, it, it's it, not just about them making. It's that you want someone there for the experience with you. I think yeah. you need to reframe that. Okay. Because you're saying because because you are saying it just like it's just it's like if you want a robot that's there is going to be like I will make the coffee. Yeah. No. I yeah. I want somebody to share life. Yeah. To share life with. Like my senior year in college was the best year of my life because I shared an apartment with three other girls. They were there every morning when we would wake up and when I go to bed and they're actually happy to see me. Like we would wake up, we'd have coffee, yeah. we would talk. Like I, I, like they felt like a family yeah. that I did not have growing up. Like I had like a bond. They there. were a chosen family. Yeah. They were a chosen family. Yeah. I have like, there's been a little depression like since, since college, yeah. like even to this day, we're like, I miss that. Yeah. I miss that. Like, I wish I had that. Yeah. Um, It's so funny because, like, we come from a similar upbringing, a similar, you know, and I I had that same experience in college. They became a chosen family, and they're still my my best friends. And it's that intimacy and friendships. It's it's, different from a partnership. Yes. And it's like I- it's equally as important. Missing that. Like, I miss that intimacy. And and that's something that I, I love my independence, but, like, I really miss- that intimacy and that bond, which I guess, and like you know, like it doesn't have to be with a, a boyfriend, but like having an intimacy with your friends, and that's something too, like that I have missed during this pandemic. Yeah, well, you've, you've started to open the door. Yeah, I think you know what the next steps are, and and I think you'll, I think you'll slowly walk that way. Just the awareness is a huge, huge step and knowing like, oh, this is missing. I think I might want to put this in my life. But then knowing you're going to come up against some of your fears makes it hard. But you're resilient. Yeah. I'm a survivor. Yes, you are. But I think I do need to have like a little more girlfriend. I don't know. Maybe if I, I don't maybe know. Maybe that's the starting place. The starting place. I was going to say, like, is like your a, wall up with like new friendships? It just sometimes a little bit. A little bit. But that might be a wonderful place to start. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly think like as you just start to say, oh, I am aware this is what's holding me back, moments will come up. Like as you're aware about red flags about people, that's why I was saying you'll have red flags. You'll call out on yourself like, oh, this is me doing that thing. I can see yeah. I'm doing it. What could I do to maybe do less of it right now? Yeah. How can I, you know, I don't want to make you make yourself wildly uncomfortable, but just a little uncomfortable. Like, what am I willing to give up that's holding me back? You, you said it. You are a survivor. You will always be okay. 
I want you to come back to us in a few weeks. I, like, I think that I don't think we should give you your declaration. Wow. When Robin gets homework. That's right. I don't think we should give you your declaration. I think you should spend a couple of weeks exploring what are the words that you want it to be. And just think about it and see what comes to you. Here, here's what I know. Like you're going to go and you're going to think about this and you're going to come back to us and maybe we'll share it in a future episode or whatever. I think you're going to do great because one, I already know you are a survivor. I already know all the things that you've been through and that you've done and you are generating this. You started this conversation. You are, there's an openness there. And once you, once you can do it, you can do it more. So I got faith that whatever it is you want is going to come. I just want to meet somebody organically, like at Wegmans, if we're like, I'll be picking out cucumbers, he'll be looking at the melons, we'll glance over at each other. Ooh, Ooh, I love this rom-com. I love love this (laughs) rom-com. Well, thank you, Susan Natoli, for sharing the story with us and being willing to just be open and really look at it, because I think it was was a really fun conversation. Thank you, tramp. (laughs) You have reached the adjusting expert of the day. Hi, my name is Christina Tesoro. I'm a somatic trauma therapist and holistic sex educator. And the advice that I'd have for someone who wants to know how to open up to intimate relationships when they're afraid of getting hurt is twofold. One, I think it can be really helpful to ask yourself, what are you specifically afraid of, right? Are you afraid of rejection, getting into deep commitment, Trying to understand a little bit more about what the fear specifically is can give you a lot of insight into how to work with it. Usually our fears are coming from some place of a desire for self-protection. Knowing what we're afraid of also lets us know what kind of boundaries we need to set in relationships. The other thing that comes to mind for me about opening up when you're afraid of getting hurt is just to know that fear and excitement sit really close together in our bodies and the context matters. So what would it be like to approach your fears with curiosity? And does that shift anything for you in your body? When you ask yourself, can I be curious about this fear? Are you also able to access some excitement? So I think it's really hard to go into dating and expect to feel only excitement and no fear because those two somatic states are are really similar. Some tips for people who are very independent but want to be in a relationship. So do you think that independence and being in a relationship are mutually exclusive? I don't. I think that our independence is incredibly valuable when it comes to dating. One of the things that I see a lot of in my couples is codependence, right? This real tension and difficulty of having a really hard time separating what is mine and what is yours and getting caught in a loop. People who are very independent, you know, what I hear in that is that we are very protective of our autonomy and we are very protective of our goals for ourselves, of our desires. Is that protectiveness serving us or is it getting in the way? I also think that questioning our relationship styles can be really helpful in approaching this question. Um, what do you want out of a relationship? How much time do you feel good about spending with someone? How much time do you want to spend alone? Our relationships can kind of look like whatever we want, and the only people who have to sort of agree on it are the people in the relationship. So talking about what your values are, what your expectations are, what your desires are, and what your capacity is, there's no reason why an independent person shouldn't also be able to be in a relationship. 
Um, so part of what I hear in this is a little bit of self-sabotage, right? What's going on when I'm getting in the way of my own happiness, when I'm getting in the way of my own stated goals for intimacy? And that's a really tricky question because our brains are really good at guarding us. So I think in that case, it can be really helpful to talk to other people who can kind of hold up a mirror to you and say like, hey, you, you're saying you want this thing, but you're doing this thing. And it seems like it's at odds with your goal for yourself. We don't heal in isolation. And it's really hard to learn about ourselves purely from introspection. Most of what gets in our way in terms of relationships is how much we want to protect ourselves. And that is a normal and healthy way to be because relationships can be really scary. They can make us feel really vulnerable. So having good people around you, having people offer you feedback and just taking your time. Woo, that was some fantastic advice. So thank you so much. And I have to say that all made me think about how as young people, sometimes because of childhood trauma, we create protection mechanisms like putting up walls or hiding feelings or handling everything ourselves because no one ever did it for us as kids. Well, you know, those are really great things that helped us survive bad situations. But make sure that once you're out of the bad situation, you have a choice as to when you're protecting yourself. It's very easy to end up with those walls as great as the one in China. Just saying, folks. Oh, and guess what? Susan did get back to us with her declaration for the year. And it's, I'll, I'll just say it's very Susan. This year, my declaration is to be around good people, live in alignment with my values, stay open to growth and embrace change and give my time for people who are consistent. That was really uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, and that is it for today. But before we go, I do want to say so many thanks to Susan for bravely sharing about her quest to let someone in. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And a huge thank you to Christina Tesoro for her romantic advice. For more Robin, and you may need that, you probably don't need it, but like if you do, you can follow me at RealRobHops on all the platforms, all the socials, as the kids today say. Well Adjusting is an edit audio original, exec produced by Steph Colburn and Robin Hopkins. Thank you to Maria Passingham, Kathleen Speckert, and the whole edit audio team. Oh, hey, before you take out those AirPods, this show is just for entertainment. If you are in need of help, please, please, please reach out to a professional. Go ahead and get that help. You deserve it.